Where's my chapstick? <laughs> Where's the chapstick? I lost my chapstick. Where is we she? We can't start without it. That's true. We can't. We that literally is, can't because you will stop in the middle of the episode. Oh, it's hiding behind my Coca-Cola. <laughs> All right. We're doing great. Hey there. Hey. And welcome to the Wonder Binge Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about some shit, you know? How are you? I am a little drained, but I'm good. How okay. about you? Same. Being honest, you know. How was Thanksgiving? Um, fine. I, oh, here's something interesting. <laughs> so I spent the entire time just hanging out with my cousin Danny. As you do. He arrived and everyone was like catching up, Um, but everyone's just hanging out. And then Danny and I are standing like in the hallway in everyone's way, just talking about D&D campaigns. <laughs> And then we later excused ourselves to the dark sitting room. Never turned a light on. <laughs> you didn't turn a light sat on. Sat alone in the dark sitting room. Again, while everyone else was, you know, talking to family and stuff. And then we just continued talking about D&D. And then at some point, unbeknownst to me, my cousin Danny took a Snapchat of us together. Oh. And also unbeknownst to me, Danny and Connor are friends. Wait, like friends before... Like, you they have a 91-day Snapchat streak. Shut so, like, up. Connor interacts with my cousin every single day for at least three months. And he never mentioned that? So Danny posted that, and then Connor's like, how do you, why are you with Maria? How do you know Maria? And Danny's like, she's my cousin. And then we spent the entire rest of the night talking about my D&D campaign whilst Danny Snapchatted Connor, and, like, the two of them made fun of me. <laughs> so that was a good time. I mean, that sounds like a good time. I felt, I, I was bullied on Thanksgiving, and I'm happy about it i don't think i've ever heard a happy bullying story but i'm glad i have i feel like they were just making fun of me for having a crush on an npc (laughs) i also make fun of you for having a crush on an npc uh (sighs) well happy thanksgiving to any of our listeners who celebrate thanksgiving well late thing did i say late thanksgiving i think i did you just said happy thanksgiving i just said happy thanksgiving what is this this comes out like four days after thanksgiving or something like that hey you know what's coming up 12 days of krampus Yo. Get your get your fuzzy Matt's, socks on. Matt's shaking his popcorn, head. popcorn and watch all of the Krampus movies. It's right. It's not just the one with Adam Scott, although that is the most superior one. There are a plethora of Krampus movies. I feel like most superior is redundant, but yes, I would agree. Are there 12? Like there are there 12 are movies? 12. Are least. there more? There are we might be some double in? feature days. Double feature days. I was just trying to round it out and have like a nice number for 12 days of Krampus. I like it. I don't. I've never heard of any of the other Krampus movies. Like I literally, I hadn't either. Scott until Matt and I were in a Starbucks, and the Starbucks had a little, a cute little children's library, like cubby, just like a cubby of books. And amongst all of these books, there was just the DVD of Krampus Two, and I started freaking out, being like, I didn't know there was a Krampus Two, but it's Krampus Two in a different Krampus universe, so it's not. Krampus so it doesn't 2. have Adam Scott. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a sequel to the Adam Scott one. It's a sequel to a different Krampus one, and then I ended up freaking out for a long time, and I was very excited about it. And they had a little like board of post-it notes where people would like say just like random shit, and I just wrote Why is Krampus Two on this bookshelf, <laughs> and I put that up there. And then we left, and Matt was like, Hey, guess what? I stole this for you, and handed me the DVD. Wait, so you have it? Yeah, but he left the case behind. You <laughs> so now there's an empty the... case in that Starbucks. Matt. Well, now I have made a big fucking sh- like we sat in that Starbucks for like an hour. I made a big show of freaking out about Krampus too. So, so they're gonna very... know it was me. Oh, they're gonna know it was one of you guys. 
Absolutely. But that is currently in the uh, visor of my car. It's still sitting there. and It <laughs> probably will get damaged by weather if I don't bring it inside at some probably. point. So, Maria. So, Jenna. I actually did notes this time. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of you. What a queen legend. I'm icon. proud of me too. It took it took a while because I kept stopping. Why would you do that? Um, well, I'm very tired and out of it, as I mentioned earlier. Ah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. It's okay. It's fine. But this week's episode is a listener suggestion from Madeline. Thank you, Madeline. I'm very excited. The topic is uh, specifically, I chose the, sp- the specification, but it's the Victorian slash Edwardian era inventions that were created to make life easier, but ended up actually cutting life short. Oh, no, I love this. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no, I love this. I love this. Oh, so we've no. got we've got a we've got a couple of inventions here. There's so many, but I focused on uh, ones that had to do with cleanliness and that had to do with fashion. So nearly all of my sources came from one YouTube channel called Absolute History. It's hosted by Dr. Susanna Lipscomb, and I watched a few videos under her series titled Hidden Killers. Oh. It's a great series. It has it actually has like a whole range of hidden killers from the Tudors, which was like the 1500s through like the 1920s roughly i think she actually has more than that but i only focused on the victorian and edwardian era because i can't do all of them we don't have time for that <laughs> what if we made time for that i mean i could do a part two i'm done you know for part two you want to do a part two yeah if you start um like going through your notes and you look up at me and there's like tears welling in my eyes and falling down my cheeks don't be alarmed <laughs> It's I'm just going to assume that... It's just that I love learning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that you're just weeping for all the lives lost in, in this era. I love learning. Me too, bud. <laughs> Are you actually I will. Oh, <laughs> I man. will. Oh, man. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's keep it. Let's keep it light. Let's keep it fresh. All right. So in the Victorian era, which was roughly 1837 to 1901, and in the Edwardian era, which was 1901 to 1910 was around the time they started to discover what germs were. They didn't know prior what germs Gross. were. But they started to realize that these unseen little microbes could cause disease and illness and wreak all kinds of havoc, right? And this was the main thing that drove the Victorians like absolutely bonkers because they had no idea how to handle this unseen thing. So they went a little nuts trying to get rid of this unseen thing. And because it wasn't well understood, it was blown out of proportion. I kind of already said that. I'm predicting chemicals. You you would be correct. Okay. Has a lot to do with chemicals, this section I'm about to get into. Grand. I just want to... I, I, they had a really sad line in the um, videos I was watching where, like, people were literally afraid to, like, kiss their kids and, like, hug their spouses Aww. and stuff. And they were just afraid of each other. Couldn't possibly know what that's like. The great cootie scare. The great cootie scare. Uh, and now we're going through that uh, in the past two years, you know. But, um, yeah, and <laughs> just saying, it's it's happening. But there was this belief that the main spreaders of disease and these germs that they didn't understand were flies and rats, which is not necessarily untrue. But it's not like the main thing as we know it today, mm-hmm. where it can be come from surfaces and like people exchanging body fluids and that kind of shit. But the Victorians believed that flies, you know, that laid it on all kinds of gross things like manure and rotten food and rats who got into the same type of things spread these germs. And as you can imagine, there were all kinds of things invented to kill either the rats and the bugs or the germs that they couldn't see. Yes, it is chemicals. Okay. All of the poisons, the the soaps, like all the caustic soaps, they didn't label them 
They didn't distinguish them from food products. Why? Because they were dumb, I guess. I don't know. Why? They put them in the same types of bottles, and then they stored them in the same cabinets that they would store the food in. And I don't know if that was just due to a lack of storage or because they were like, I'll remember that the baking soda is next to the caustic soap. They look exactly the same. (laughs) They probably were in the same containers. But they'll remember, right? Yeah, so there were no labels. And there was just this constant flux of people accidentally mistaking poisons for things like baking soda, flour, and sugar. Being poisoned by arsenic and caustic soaps was very, very common. There was actually a case in which a chemist, someone who should really know and pay attention to what each of the things are, which each of the the products that he's putting in something are, he was making a throat lozenge. And instead of using, um, I think he was trying to use flour or sugar, he accidentally used arsenic. And he ended up killing 12 people and causing serious illness to another 78. I can't, uh, this, okay. Mm, I will start crying. What the fuck, dude? There's 12 people dead. I get it. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't until 1902 that the Pharmacy Act was instated, making it a legal requirement for companies to store dangerous chemicals and poisons in bottles that were easily distinguishable from food products. Yay! Wow. Good job. Novel idea. And that I'm was glad they did that. Yeah, and that was like for freaking like 40 years that that happened, that just continuously happened. Isn't that insane? Now, of course, once people started to realize that chemicals uh, could could kill people, Oh, we found people intentionally putting these products into food. Poisoners. Serial serial poison murderers, killers. Yeah, that's it. Good job, bud. I'm a genius. (laughs) People started intentionally poisoning others, and it was primarily women poisoning their wives. Hell yeah. This was the age of the poisoner. (laughs) I already regret what I said. You hear that, Matt? Hell yeah. Did you say women poisoning wives? Their husbands. Did I say wives? <gasps> Gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. W- women killing their husbands. And here's the thing. They weren't just, like, killing their husbands because their husbands were assholes, which probably lent a lot to the, the reason behind wanting to poison them in the first place. Motive. But this was also the time where life insurance policies became a thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So were they, they still being sold out- in vending machines at, like, airports? Uh, I don't think airports were a thing in the Victorian era. Oh. Were they? I don't th- No. No. No, they weren't. No. Sorry. Don't even know. I was no. thinking about how yeah. they would sell life insurance policies and vending machines at airports. <laughs> yeah. That's the... I mean, that's the only place to sell them. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I gotta go. This is when life insurance became a thing. So... They'd take out these huge policies. It wasn't just, like, women with their husbands, but it was, like, people would take out large policies on family members, and then suddenly the family member would mysteriously die, (gasps) and that person would receive all of their life insurance money. So that became a big problem. Sounds a little suspicious to me. A little sus, I would say. But yeah, so... That started happening. But back to them wanting to be clean, their intense desire to be clean, it also became a thing in that time period where, like, higher classes in the Victorian era, they wanted to be more easily distinguished from people of lower classes, and they saw any kind of bodily odor or having to go to the bathroom as a lower class thing. So they got super into hygiene, not only because it killed germs and it felt better, but also to not be one of the lower class people, not be one of the working class citizens. Um, you take shits? You must be poverty. <laughs> That's what I always said. 
<laughs> I have money. I pay my servants to shit for me. <laughs> but it's from this that... Yeah. So in this time period where they were hitting on bodily odor and stuff, Victorians decided to invent the bathroom, the actual room in which to do the shitting and the bathing. Why do you look so... I'm <laughs> just thinking about how there weren't bathrooms before that. I mean, they had outhouses and they would have tubs by the fire. They'd heat up the water over the fire and just continuously pour it into this giant basin. And that's what they'd bathe in. And I think it's true that like it would be like they'd pour the water and it was the dad got cleaned first, then mom, and then all the kids got bathed. They Wait, all, all used the same, the same water? bath water. Yeah. Yeah, so the yeah, bathroom... why didn't dad go first? I know! I feel like you should make <laughs> the kids go first. They're probably way less dirty. <laughs> well, mm, <laughs> mom, mom, mom should go first. Stuck in the house all day. Factual. Yeah. Factual information. So this was also the age of running water. Making aqueducts. it possible to... Sure. That was in Rome. Yeah, no. Aqueducts is for planting. No. Yeah, it's no. It's for water irrigation. Yes, so planting. <laughs> It's the movement of water through the sky. That's that's clouds. With the use of water slides. They used water slides in Rome? What I mean, that's basically what it was, right? They used it in Cusco's, or the Emperor's New Groove. Poison! Poison! It's all, it's all Poison, coming Cusco, up. Cusco, it's Cusco, all Poison. coming up. It's all starting to make Cusco, sense, baby. baby. Uh, but yeah, so this was the age of running water, wow. making it possible to have bathrooms inside of your home. So they had bathtubs and... Toilets. But let's start with the bathtubs. The bathtubs could kill people. Did you know bathtubs could kill people? Could you, because people poisoned the water? No. Because <laughs> people could drown in their own house? I mean, yeah. Because the bathtubs were painted with lead paint? Hmm. Because dad, dad was too was dirty. gross? Well, they were able to take their own baths now because drainage. Okay. How did the bathtubs kill people? Maria, Did bathtubs... they come to life? And they ate them. The claw feet would trap them uh-huh. and they'd hold your limbs, and then they would, would suck a shark you down come the drain. Up through the drain. No, they'd suck you down the drain. Oh, it's terrifying. I hate everything. Did I ever tell you that I have a fear of pool drains? You have told me that. It's embarrassing. But anyway, I'm how did these tubs kill you? Kill so these- how did these tubs kill you? <laughs> <laughs> the interview with the ghost. How did the tub kill you? <laughs> it was all on a day I was very dirty. It was all on a day I was very dirty. <laughs> so these bathtubs, you could fill them up with the water, and then they had gas heaters underneath to heat the water now the manual were it was very specific telling you like don't start heating the tub before the water is in it so like don't start heating a dry tub but they never mentioned that you shouldn't leave the heat on while you're in the tub so from so wait, that was like the actual tub heated it was almost like putting a like a pot on a stove burner but it was an it was like a gas stove burner but an entire bathtub so people would boil themselves alive people would boil themselves alive do you ever because they left the heat like a victorian idiot who boiled themselves alive in their bathtub only when the bathtub's way too hot but i also don't take that is too hot But yeah, so people would literally boil themselves alive. There were several articles in newspapers saying like, someone else just came out of the bathtub, skin sloughing off, and their insides are cooked. I hate the word sloughing. Me too, but I just want to give you the mental picture. Is that why you're not supposed to stay in a hot tub for very long? I think that's part of it, yeah. I know pregnant women aren't supposed to be in hot tubs at all. Get out of that! (laughs) My brain was going to mix up the words. I was going to say, get out of that pregnant woman, you hot tub. (laughs) There's only room for one of us in here. (laughs) I hate when I have hot tubs stuck inside of me. Anyway, so aside from people boiling themselves alive, there's the other obvious killer, 
where you could accidentally leave the propane on. I think it was propane that they used, but you could actually leave the gas on without it being lit and it would leak into the house. Oh. And if, you had, if it comes in contact with an open flame. We had that with, with gas stoves now, yeah. like nowadays. Uh, side note, I hate gas stoves for that reason. They freak me out. I like gas stoves because I like looking at fire when I'm cooking. Uh, also, gas stoves work really well, like for cooking. Yeah, I also like being able to see that it's on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like. Uh, you know what? I, w- I won't get to do it. Let's talk no, about let's stove- talk about home goods. Let's talk about stove preferences. Let's talk about appliances. I right do now. love a good glass top. <laughs> <laughs> stove of choice. Anyway, to the toilets. To the latrine. To the to the crapper. Porcelain throne. Um. So early plumbing. Did not drain the waste away properly. As you can imagine, it's always a trial and error when inventions first start coming out. Uh, But the gases in the waste, such as methane and hydrogen sulfide, both very flammable and explosive gases, mind you, would be trapped and build up in the sewer system under the streets. Uh Uh-oh. Now, there were regular reports in the newspapers of underground sewer systems literally exploding. Yikes! Yeah! It would just underground. And it usually happened when... A poor, unsuspecting sewer guy, they would get a report of a blockage in the sewer, and now there wasn't really electricity at this point, so they'd go down with, an, with a naked flame- uh, with a torch. To go, to try and fix the problem in the sewer, and accidentally blow themselves and the street up. That's a big yike. Yeah, uh, yeah. big yike in the yard. Uh, yike on the street, yike in the yard. Now, <laughs> even more fun, these gases would sometimes leak back up I into- to, I'm oh. sorry. I, shit, my phone is occupied. I have to add, remind me, remind me, remind me, remind me, remind me. I have to add sewer yikes to my list of band names. Thank that you. That sounds so <laughs> gross. <laughs> sewer yikes? Sewer yikes. Go ahead. Bro, not, not, oh, God, that one's bad. Okay. I love it. Even more fun, these gases would start to leak back up into people's homes. That's so fun. Now people are inhaling methane and uh, hydrogen sulfide. Doesn't that sound delightful? That sounds grand. And sometimes the toilet, because it had all these built up gases kind of right underneath it, right in the pipes underneath it, would just spontaneously combust. That sounds like such a grandiose time. Don't you love the idea of your toilet literally exploding? I do. I do love that. Yeah, it seems like fun to me. I don't know about y'all. Now, this problem. (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but I think it sounds real fun. (laughs) Now, this problem obviously had to be addressed. Maria, are you familiar with the name Crapper? Yeah. Most people think that... I don't like how I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you have a bad experience with this I'm man? I'm like afraid of what you're going to say, I think. I think that's the reason. Why would you be... No, this he did a good thing. There was a man named Crapper? His name was Thomas Crapper. That was his last name, was Crapper. But that's where the term crap came from, I believe. Like calling the toilet the Crapper and then subsequently calling poop crap. But anyway, back on topic. So this man, Thomas Crapper, invented... Now, most people think that he invented the toilet. He did not. He He did not. He invented the U-shaped pipe. It's called the siphon valve that you see in almost all plumbing. Actually, all plumbing. I think it's a plumbing standard. But you know when you look under your sink and the pipe goes straight down and then loops back up and then goes down? So the reason that happens... A little bit of water gets stuck in that U part on purpose to act as a barrier against the gases leaking yeah. back up into the home. I knew that. Yeah. I know plumbing. And then eventually, the whole buildup of gases in the sewers also had to be addressed, but not before a lot of people in London started suffering from the spread of cholera. Cholera. Cholera, thank you. Cholera. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what it is. I just know that you pronounced it wrong. <laughs> 
Tell me what cholera is. Cholera is a fatal bacterial disease of the small intestine causing severe vomiting and diarrhea. It is typically contracted from water, from consuming water that is contaminated with human waste. Ew. So the... I think it's, they pronounce it Thames, but it might be Thames. I think it's the Thames River. Oh, yeah, it's Thames. In London. A lot of the... the Thames, actually. Thames. River Thames. Thank you. A lot of the sewage was flowing into the the Thames. Yikes! And that was uh, the water a lot of people were drinking and swimming in and doing all that kind of stuff in. Yeah, it was nasty. So that's when they finally started to figure out their sewage problem. Yucky. There was actually a period of time in London called the Great Stink. Because London just smelt like absolute shit. Isn't that nasty? Question for you. Please. Are cholera and dysentery basically the same thing? I don't believe so. Actually, I don't know. Trail to Oregon. Going on over there. Hey, Matt. (laughs) Matt, what's dysentery? I'm trying to find like a more cut. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find a cut and dry one too. It's not really coming up. Bold word. Bloody diarrhea. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that too. Yucky. I got diarrheal illness. Ew. Uh, Isn't that lovely? Yucky. This is how I wanted to start my day. Like a simple What is the basic difference between cholera, typhoid, diarrhea, and jaundice? I want to know dysentery though. Dude, I want to move away from this entirely. Fine. Let's just move on maybe. So uh, we got through the toilet and the feces and all that kind of stuff. Another killer had to do with the laundry. Yeah, you drink your soda. Yeah, coily. Coily drink your soda. I don't feel like you're ignoring me at all. I'm parched. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to drink too then. Hydrate. Hydrate or dihydrate. Or dihydrate. Meanwhile, Maria's drinking the soda. Not- I'm drinking Diet Coke, green tea, and a horchata. <laughs> You always have like 12 beverages, I swear to God. <laughs> All at once. And how are, like you have so many beverages that you're still dehydrated Because none of them are water. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough about me. <laughs> let's talk about shit. Actually, we're, we're done with shit. Oh, let's move past shit let's and talk move about past more stuff. Shit. Different stuff. We're going to talk about laundry. Laundry. Who knew that laundry could kill people? In this economy. This girl did because she looked it up. Were now, there machines? It was a machine. <gasps> it was a machine. But it was one particular machine. Okay. So with this new obsession with being clean, Victorians would find themselves changing their outfits like three, four, five times a day. That right. Where the whole I can't be seen in the same outfit came from. <gasps> yeah. Oh. 100% that's what that's it is. That's definitely what it was. I can't wear the same dress twice. They'll know that I reuse my clothing. Yeah. Crazy. They'll think I'm dirty. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Um, at least in this time period, it does. Meanwhile, I've worn this flannel a lot. <laughs> it is fresh out of the wash, but I have worn this flannel a lot. Many a time. I've worn these leggings at least once a week, usually. <laughs> and everyone knows it. Um, but yeah, so as you can imagine, because they're wearing all these clothes, doing all these changes, these quick changes, laundry day became quite an event. Oh there were a lot of clothes to be washed, and the wash would usually take, like, four days. Yikes. Yeah, it was a big job because you'd wash them on one day, dry them on another day, iron on the third day, and then fold and put away on the And on day. the seventh day, he rested. <laughs> on the seventh day, she Amen. rested. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved. And then she starts all over again. Uh, but yeah, so wash became a big thing. So naturally, they started to invent things to try and help the wash go a little bit faster. One of these inventions was something called the mangle. 
No. This is where the term mangled literally no, comes from. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Five Nights of Freddy's. No, is, thank you. I hate that that's where my brain goes to. <laughs> Can we not? Oh, but we must because the words are written. <laughs> They're here. I must read them to you. To make you cry for learning's sake. Okay, I'll, I'll, let, me, let, me, let me get some tears welled up here. Go ahead. I'm going to teach you about getting mangled. So there was a, this invention called the mangle. And it, it was that thing. You've probably seen it before. It's actually um, in the movie Little Mermaid when they're doing the laundry and like fucking Sebastian gets pulled through and then he's flat. Do you know what I'm talking about? You didn't see Little Mermaid, did you? I don't think I did. Fuck, man. I've seen Little Mermaid too. The one about Melody, her daughter. I mean, that one is better, arguably. <laughs> it's the only one. I haven't seen the original. Oh, man, the how am I supposed to relate to you if you haven't even seen The Little Mermaid? Well, you see, you, you won't. I won't. I mean, I won't. I mean, you really, won't. you won't because you haven't seen it. Anyway, so the mangle. <laughs> Have you seen the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald? No, and I avoided it at all costs. Exactly. Yeah, but that. You don't watch Wacky Adventures of McDonald. I don't watch princess shows. I guess we all are entitled to our, our preferences. All right, anyway, the mangle was that machine. It had the two rollers right on top of each other, and they rolled in different directions. Like, like they both roll outwards. And you would I feed. I do know this. You do know this invention. You would feed wet laundry through it, and it would squeeze all the water out on the sides, and therefore making the drying day go a little bit. Yeah, I think we all know where this is going. Little little fingers, or maybe fingers that weren't paying close enough attention, would literally get squished in between these two rollers, and because they were moving in separate directions, it would not only crush the bones in your hand, but rip the skin off of them at the same time. I agree, Maria, with your <laughs> covering your face. I Horrible. got some pretty uh, upset feedback from talking about a goose that got killed. I can imagine. And you get to say that shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I get to. We're going to find out. Oh, my phalanges. I don't like what's... Yeah, it makes your fingers tingle, doesn't it? What's not? Oh, you want to hear one that's so much worse? Of course. It was someone's head. Head! Oh, hair. I don't know. There was a case of a child's head somehow getting squished in a mangle. Now, it's a very small opening, right? So maybe maybe the hair did get caught. I don't know. But I can only imagine that that was extremely intentional because it literally... Uh, I hate the imagery, but like I think we all know where I'm going with this, but the kid's head was stuck between the rollers. Someone did that on purpose. It definitely or wasn't an accident. The, the hair could have gotten caught in. Yeah, but it's not through. an automatic thing. It has a, a manual crank. Oh! It has a manual crank. Isn't that crazy? So that happens. So like, how? Um. Anyway, I'm gonna move on. You're- I want just I I want just like a like hyper speed of my face getting more and more horrified, <laughs> and then just cutting to Jen go. I know, right? The horror. I mean, I've 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 already read this a few times, so like the horror is kind of gone. But when I first read it, same exact expression. Anyway, shall we move on? Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Well, I've gotten through some of the the desires to be extremely clean um, and die for it, die for clean. Uh, but now we're going to die for beauty. Oh, boy, howdy. People are dying left and right for I beauty, I feel like I too. might know a few of these ones. Go ahead. What's the first one I'm going to no! say? No. Go ahead. No, you say the thing and then I'll say if I know what it is. Okay. No, no. I want you to guess. List. I want you to guess what the first one's going to be. Makeup. Makeup no, the second one. No, hair plants. No. Clothing. Oh. A corset. These, oh, corsets are painful. Corsets. Old ones are. Uh, yeah. I New mean, ones, very comfy. I mean, I guess you could make them uncomfy, though. And, like, I bet old ones also would have been comfy if you didn't squeeze the life out of a human. I don't know. 
not gonna try. But yeah, so I think we all know that corsets were crazy tight. Um, and you were actually regarded as a loose woman if you didn't wear a corset. So pretty much every class wore one. Isn't that crazy? They even, Maria, they even had pregnancy corsets. Of course they did. Like, you you socially could not escape wearing this death trap on your waist. And they were so tight, in fact, that women's organs would become restricted and, like, almost, like, have permanent indents of their ribs Mm -hmm. in their organs. And that's how a lot of people would die, is just having their organs, like, restricted bursting from just being squished so much, having, like, lung failure. A lot of people's, a lot of women's, like, bottom couple ribs would break and pierce their lungs. Yikes. Yeah. And a lot of women actually wore them to bed to, like, train their waist. Like, could you imagine sleeping? Well, also, once, 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 like, you've worn one long enough that it has, like, molded your body at a certain point, like, you don't have the muscle mass to hold yourself up so you literally need to wear it yeah yeah or else like you would snap in half that's a good point yeah i guess you wouldn't have that like Like, your 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 obliques would not exist they just you would not have oblique muscles i mean they'd have to dissipate just for that thing to fit on you Yeah. yeah that's the same thing with um i think it's in africa i forget which country though in which uh tradition or culture the, but the like the rings rates, on the necks yeah. yeah like they keep adding rings to make their necks longer and it got to a point where you you couldn't take them off or your mm-hmm. neck would just like snap in half luckily there were some rational women out there who created an organization called the rational dress society wow so they really spearheaded change uh in the way that women dress they really demanded more comfy suitable rational clothing to wear I wish I had known that this was the topic because I would have like worn my corset and like been very uncomfortable just for the sake of making you feel silly. That would have been cool. I actually, right before we started recording, you were singing Dumb Ways to Die. That's what I named this document. Oh, nice. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. Fun. Um, But yes, so Rational Dress Society spearheaded change and they had the gazette called the Rational Dress Gazette. Wow, that sounds great. I didn't realize. I never said it out loud. Rational Dress Gazette. Sorry. <laughs> wow, it's, it's pretty catchy. That's a pretty catchy name. Wow, it's really catchy. Wow. And it, their editor was Constant Wilde, who is the wife of Oscar Wilde, the oh. famous playwright. He's the guy who was quoted saying, be yourself, everyone else is taken. Oh. Yeah, that guy. And this was the Rational Dress Society's mission statement. Would you like to know their mission statement? Tell it to me. The Rational Dress Society protests against the introduction of any fashion and dress that either deforms the figure, impedes the movement of the body, or in any way tends to injure health. It protests against the wearing of tightly fitting corsets, of high-heeled shoes or narrow-toed boots and shoes, and of heavily weighted skirts as rendering unhealthy... I'm sorry, as rendering healthy exercise almost impossible. Damn. Okay. So they were really they were really going for it. And I appreciate that because I fucking hate wearing most of those things I mentioned. I do love a good high heel. I was going to say, you love high heels. I do love a good high heel. because you're short. It's because I'm short, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, it works out the You've glutes. you got great calves. Thanks, my guy. <laughs> and this cry for change eventually did start to work, as we know, because we're not wearing corsets. But it never really went away, did it? Because I want to put my corset on. I, I want you to say that sentence again while I'm wearing my corset so that you feel foolish. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't feel foolish because my next sentence is that it never really went away. Oh, yeah. Because of the desire to fit a beauty standard. But also fashion. Also fashion. <laughs> but also fashion. Another killer that killed in the name of beauty 
was makeup, as you guessed. Makeup. <laughs> so we still um, we still have these things today, like the quick tips, like the hot, you know, like this is how you lose weight really fast. This is how you get nice skin really fast. Um, and that kind of stuff was happening in the Victorian and Edwardian eras as well. Just these quick tips to be beautiful. And a lot of them were complete and other, utter lies. One of which was <laughs> this poor Edwardian woman was told that swallowing raw rice would help with her complexion, but it ended up perforating the lining of her stomach because it's raw rice. It's not cooked. So it's really, it's like little needles just bouncing around in there. But even the makeup that was being sold was poisonous as well. And especially in the Edwardian area where they were like really into having the like the pure white ivory skin, that's when makeup started really becoming big because that's what women wanted to be. They wanted that pure white ivory skin. And they would use chemicals such as bleach, ammonia, and arsenic soaps on their faces in the hopes of getting rid of freckles and liver spots. Could you imagine putting bleach on your face on like a daily basis? I can confidently say no. Yeah, and I've I've cleaned with bleach several times. I used to clean during the summer, um, and I would just not wear gloves because I'm an idiot, and my hands would burn for a solid week. Wow, you are an idiot. I learned my lesson the hard way. Okay. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Damn. Um, but yeah, in case you don't know what the uh, effects of using products such as bleach, arsenic, and ammonia are, I'm going to tell you real quick. So bleach, as we know, can burn your skin and your eyes, um, and... Again, take it from me. That is absolutely true. Um, And if inhaled can call respiratory distress, also take that from me. And if ingested can burn your esophagus and the lining of your stomach. Can I take that from you as well? Uh, No, you can't take that one from me. I haven't tried that one quite yet. Okay, please don't. Uh, Thank you. Now, we know arsenic's a killer because there's so many famous murders of people killing people with arsenic over time. But these are the effects. So breathing in arsenic will cause sore throat and irritated lungs. If swallowed, it can cause nausea, vomiting, muscle weakness, cramps, and skin rashes. Long-term exposure will eventually kill you. It will, it will become fatal, um, but causes liver and kidney failure. And it also decreases your white blood cells, making it harder to fight infections. I think there's also something about bloody diarrhea, but we already talked about diarrhea a lot. <laughs> Now, ammonia, if you breathe in ammonia, it can cause, well, like just being near ammonia can cause your irritation on your eyes, but breathing it in will burn your nose and your throat. It can also result in blindness and lung damage. Swallowing ammonia can burn your esophagus and your stomach, similar to bleach, and contact with the skin will cause burning and irritation, also similar to bleach. Just not great. All not great things that these women are putting on their faces daily to try and get rid of freckles, something that they were literally born with. And obviously too much exposure to any of these can be fatal, but mixing any of them together was even worse. It was like 10 times worse. Like you should not mix bleach with any kind of ammonia or any kind of acid. And I'm pretty sure arsenic is akin to acid. So they're doing great. And a lot of facial powders contained white lead to get the ivory glow. And lead poisoning became a big thing. Maria, do you know the side effects of lead poisoning? Bad. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have lead poisoning, it can literally affect your mental health. Like you can become irritable. You'll start having mood disorders. Disorders. (laughs) Start having mood disorders and learning disabilities. And like if a child, 
like actually a lot of children had lead poisoning because a lot of children's toys were made with lead paint. Like, you know, kids would chew on their toys and literally ingest the lead. So they would start having all these like learning disabilities and mood disorders. And people were just like, oh, this crazy kid, like they're just this kid has a mental problem. But they were literally being poisoned. Isn't that so sad? Aren't the the like Mad Hatters based on Hatters like actual like makers of hats like going insane from chemicals do you know if that was like ammonia or that could be ammonia um bread what lead lead oh because bread (laughs) is also a thing bread (laughs) is also a thing a bread i mean yeah if we have time i was going to touch on how bread could also kill you there was also this product this makeup product that women would use that would darken your eyelashes but it had a chemical in it, and I believe I know what it is. I had a hard time finding out what it was. Um, but it would literally make your cornea fall out, and you would go blind. Disgusting. I hate it. Yeah, I don't I, – I was like, is that really a thing? And then I started to research it, and there are, like, a couple different chemicals that can do that. I couldn't find specifically the one that they use in the Victorian era. I think – this is this is my guess, but I think it is a chemical called diamide or PPD. Okay. It's used in a lot of hair dyes nowadays. Oh, okay. Um, but they would use it to dye, dye their eyelashes, and when it would get into their eye, inevitably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Continuing with uh, the eye makeup, there was this craze at the time where people were just so allured by large pupils. So women would put drops of belladonna oil in their no! eyes to make their pupils enlarge. Now, that's what some, that's something that eye doctors still use to enlarge your pupils but if used too much over time it can cause permanent vision distortion and blindness ladies yeah so do you know what belladonna is because i i had heard it before but i wasn't sure what it was like bad for you it's it's also referred to as deadly nightshade if that gives you any yeah and it has these berries and they're very poisonous to humans especially children and (laughs) yeah yeah, it's not great. But they do use, like, nowadays they do still use belladonna in medical treatments, but you should really only use it if it's prescribed by a doctor. One of the things that belladonna is used for in medicine today is to treat stuff like IBS, Parkinson's, motion sickness, and pink eye, funny enough. So they do, like, still put it in your okay. eye. Right? But yeah, again, only use it if it's prescribed. Now, continuing on with the beauty, we're going to jump into fashion. Okay. Which I guess I could should have put corsets under. Wow. You're so silly. I'm so silly. I'm going to talk about celluloid. Celluloid, my dear friend, is one of the very first plastics. It was originally developed by a guy named Alexander Parks, but was later adapted by a guy guy named John Wesley uh, Hewitt. Hyatt? I think Hyatt. And um, Alexander had called it Parkazine. And then the idea traveled to America and they renamed it celluloid. Now, celluloid was great because it was very moldable. They used it to make so much stuff. Combs, mirror handles, cuffs, replaced like the whaleboning and corsets mm-hmm. with this. Um, they used it with, with toys, almost everything. And it was also known as um, synthetic ivory because it looked a lot like ivory. So people, okay. like this was a huge craze and it was in high demand because people wanted to look like they had like ivory jewelry and ivory mirrors and stuff like that but it was just celluloid the thing about celluloid is that it is made from cotton wool nitric acid alcohols and cellulose film oh film what about it oh film is made from it yes celluloid was also used to make film 
like film reels. Mm-hmm. The thing is, and I, I don't know if you heard the ingredients that I just mentioned with cotton wool, nitric acid, and alcohol. This material is very combustible. Sometimes would even spontaneously combust if it was broken down enough. And the thing is, with the uh, with the film reels, you know, they'd have to have fire and heat near the film reels to, you know, like project it. And uh, they would just explode. And any, like, if you get a flame even really close to celluloid or if it's in a really, really hot room, it will literally just catch fire. So there were several different cases of, like, a woman wearing, like, the, you know, the celluloid corset and a celluloid brooch and a celluloid hair comb in her hair. And she'd be standing a little too close to a lit cigar or standing a little too close to a fire and just suddenly catch fire. And she Jiminy had cricket. all of these layers and, you know, cloth likes to burn super fast, too. So it was just like a freaking bombshell on your body. Yikes. And I, I learned that there's this really cool invention. I think it was a great idea for the time, but it was made of celluloid. So not such a great idea. But people who people who did like any kind of math work, like accountants and um, bankers and stuff like that, they'd have to do. Abacus. They didn't use an abacus. Oh. <laughs> They had to do a lot of little calculations throughout the day, but they weren't given scrap paper. So they would write it on the cuff of their sleeve. Now, this got kind of messy, obviously, if you're writing straight onto cloth. And, you you know, you want to go to work every day looking a little fresh and nice. So someone invented these celluloid cuffs that you would slip over your sleeve, write your calculations on throughout the day, and go home and wash it. So like a dry erase board? Like a dry erase board on your wrist. <laughs> wait, I want that. Right? I kind of want, want that wait, too. I, want that. I thought it was such a neat. I used invention. to write shit on my wrist all the time. Right? And we've ta- we've joked several times about getting like lined paper tattooed yeah. on our wrist. No, that was like a plan in grade school. Yeah. I was like, when I'm older, <laughs> I'm gonna get a notepad tattooed on my wrist. That way I can like write stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. So quirky. But yeah, so celluloid everywhere. Also children's toys. Of course. Now, even though it was well known, like after, you know, after they figured it out the hard way a few times, even though people knew that celluloid would just spontaneously combust sometimes, there wasn't a replacement product for it for like 40 years. Damn. 40 years of using this product, knowing it could just go up in flames without you knowing it in a hot room. Uh, and they, people just still used it until they made a new plastic. Did they have, like, warnings on the, like, products when they sold them? Or? I don't know. I don't know if warning labels were a big thing back then. Hmm. I think it may have just been one of those, like, well-known facts. There's, so, as you can imagine, celluloid's not widely used anymore. But one of the few things in the world that is still made of celluloid are ping pong balls made in China. Oh, So if you want to try lighting a ping pong ball on fire, just do it outside. Because it will catch fire. I, I don't support what Jenna just told you to do. Yeah, don't do it at home, kids. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I do not condone her behavior. <laughs> so that was the end of my notes originally, but I mentioned the bread, and I have a couple notes yeah, here about poisonous up? bread. What's going on? We've here? got two things that are food-related that were killers back in this time period. Poison. The first one was um, <laughs> alterated bread. What? So people, it, it became a thing as we know, to substitute certain ingredients and products to make the whole thing cheaper and Mm -hmm. to crank out more of that product so you could sell it. And bread was one of those unfortunate things that had ingredients replaced. So instead of flour, a lot of bakers and manufacturers would use plaster 
and aluminum powder. Excuse me? I know. I know. Excuse me? (laughs) It's crazy. What? Hello? Now, the thing, the attraction for these uh, bakers and manufacturers for using aluminum was to make the bread heavier. That made people think that it was a higher quality, having heavier bread. And they would also use, um, like, the chalks and stuff like that to make it look whiter. Because Victorians were obsessed with things being white. It meant they were clean. So people would just get poisoned over and over and over again just from eating their bread. But if you wanted real bread, they made that more expensive, obviously. So you almost were forced to buy the shitty aluminum bread if you were on a tight budget. But then even the higher classes would go for the shitty aluminum bread because it looked white and they were obsessed with being clean. So the whole thing was just very toxic. Literally toxic. Quite literally toxic. Would would these would these places disclose like No. This bread is made from this. Because nope. like if I had if I was on a budget and I wanted some bread, I would choose the chalk one over the aluminum and plaster, plaster ones. I would just not buy bread. I just love bread. We just go vegan for a minute until they figure out their shit but yeah they weren't um it wasn't required to put ingredients on packaging there wasn't really packaging for bread either they just like put it in a bag damn yeah do you i have one more that's food related do you want to hear it of course i do so what if i said no i would just keep going (laughs) no what if i like what if i like really vehemently was like i do not want to hear your other thing well that's the end of the episode thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, please tell me. What is it? What's going on? Tell me more. Tell me more. The other one was putting uh, boric acid in milk. Boric. Um, so uh, this was just like a filler and I should have looked up what boric acid was. But um, boric acid, I know off the top of my head, is used for cleaning. They would put boric acid in milk to, to make, make it whiter. No, actually. No. Once milk started to turn and started to go bad, it has a smell. Uh-huh. You know when milk is bad by the smell. Yeah. It starts getting chunky. It's all gross. But Disgusting. People would pour boric acid in the milk to make the smell go away. Why don't you just throw out the bad milk? They're on a budget, man. And fridges weren't really a big thing back then, so milk went bad faster. So you, gotta, you get your milk, you gotta drink it in like two days or it goes bad. But yeah, so they thought like, you know, oh, we get the milk to stop smelling bad with the boric acid. That means it's good again. But not only are they now ingesting boric acid, they're now also ingesting turned milk. Do you want to hear the best part about this whole thing? Tell me the best part. So boric acid, if it's ingested over a long period of time. Does it give you dysentery? No. Or cholera? It makes your spine collapse. What? Before milk was pasteurized regularly, milk contained something called bovine tb in the milk in the milk sands the boric acid wait so was it just like we got this milk from a from a cow that has tb no i think it was just something that was in milk kind of regularly and like the pasteurization process would get rid of that i think the bovine tb only really became active when the milk turned but that was what caused hang on i'm just going to read this so bovine tb damages the internal organs and the bones of the spine leading to severe spinal deformities it is estimated that up to half a million children died from bovine tb from milk in the victorian period yikes yeah and i saw a picture of it it's it's pretty gruesome but it was like a, a picture of a guy and it was like the his lower back was caved in it like caved into the rest of his body because all of that spinal all the spinal bones at the bottom just collapsed when did the fda become a thing that became a thing in the 1920s roughly (laughs) so like 
way after the Victorian. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. But you said Edwardian went to 1901. That was the um. Sorry. Well, ni- the Edwardian era ended in 1910. It started 1910. in 1901. Okay, so ten years later. Ten years later, and they did have the Pharmacy Act during this. I think it was 1902, so it was the Edwardian era. Okay. And that was um making it a legal legal requirement to distinguish the bottles um, God, of all the okay, chemicals okay. and the powders and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so that's all I have on Victorian and Edwardian era things killing people. Help me. We did. We learned from our mistakes. History so learned. let's revisit that conversation we had the one time where we talked about what era we would like to time travel back to. Not, not this that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not this one. Not that one. Fuck the Victorian era. Fuck the Edwardian era. Jiminy Cricket. I don't think I'd like to live in a time before the 1930s. Okay. And like any time after the 1400s, honestly. Like that whole time period, I'm like, nah. I have a question and it (laughs) might require you to do some research or maybe, ooh, maybe this is featured in a part two. Ooh, Because I would truly love a part two from you. Okay. But my query is, did men have any of these sort of things? Like, did men have any fashion things that were fucking up their bodies or any beauty things that they were doing that was fucking up their bodies? Honestly, it was primarily women. Because I think that high heels were originally designed for men. That's true. But I don't think they exceeded like three inches. Like, was the, was the like ideal of being pale also a thing for them? Or? I don't think it was really, I don't think it was a male thing much. Um, I know there were a lot of like hair dyes and hair chemicals that. Try Pirelli's Miracle Elixir. It'll do the trickster, true, true. <laughs> was it quicksir? Did it a tixer? Just like an elixir all to do. Thank you, Sweeney Todd. <laughs> I'm sure st- stuff like that would make their hair fall out. Because that happened to a lot of Edwardian women. They would, like, the the really, really tight curls that were a thing, mm-hmm. um, that was during this time period, too, when people would, like, put so many chemicals and, like, literally burn their hair off. Yeah, and, I like, was going to say, the scalp just such stops a big thing because, because their scalps were so unhealthy? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think that's part of the reason hats became such a big thing is because women were little, literally balding from all the shit they would do to their hair. I, I would like to formally request a part two. Okay. Do you want it to be on the Tudors or the 20s or do you want me to just do both? Because those were the two other time periods that I mentioned. If you can fit both, absolutely. If not, okay. I, if not, I would say eh, dealer's choice. I think I would do the 20s. That's when electricity becomes a thing. Jiminy. Snake oil? The miracle oil. There were a million of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was Pirelli's miracle elixir. It was yeah. just those sorts of things. Like you just piss in a bottle and call it yeah. the greatest invention oh, ever. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Like, there's so many oils. Do you think oils. you could sell piss in a bottle? I don't think my conscience would allow me, to be <laughs> honest with you. Also, I'm a terrible salesman as it is. Oh, okay. I, I don't think, no, I would not have a good pitch. Like, it smells like crap because it is. <laughs> I have a negative charisma modifier, so I could never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I have charisma, but not for selling shit. I'd be like, no, you don't want to buy this product. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't either. I so I get it. No, it's okay. <laughs> it makes sense. Now, this whole, You'd like. You probably get pity purchases, actually. Oh, my God. I would just start so crying. <laughs> I that That's the only way I sold Girl Scout cookies. Genuinely, I'd walk up to the door and be like, do you want, I got this one. And they'd be like, no, I'm all right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Bye. Wait, was that to intentional or were you actually no, sad? No, I was just really <laughs> sad. <laughs> I would start to walk away and they like, I would, there were honestly a few times where I'd start to go and they'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take a couple. <laughs> I'll take a box, one box. I'm like, okay, cool. What kind do you want? Just not, not a ploy. Like that was just me panicking. Sad, sad child. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this is why I hated Girl Scouts. <laughs> I'm telling my mom. Don't tell your mom. She was the troop leader. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell your mom. Oh my gosh. I did really enjoy doing all of the um the charity things though, where like we would make blankets and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Like we fun. would make those uh sleeping bags for homeless people and mm-hmm. stuff. That was a lot of fun. And like sending and like putting up, like, together those kits and stuff. Yeah, putting together cool. kits and like sending off like care packages to soldiers. That I always enjoyed. Selling cookies, not a fan, especially because we did it in the winter. Eating cookies. Eating cookies was good. Um, but yeah, so this whole thing, like throughout this whole thing, it really got me thinking about like what people in the future are gonna look back on this time period and be like, wow, they're so dumb. Why did they do that? So many things, definitely. So I mean, so many things. But I'm like, what? What could it possibly be? I think the primary one's gonna be pollution. Like, those idiots are killing the planet. Because oh, yeah. I really think we're going to figure it out one day. Definitely have not yet. Another one will be, like, the fad diet. I feel like that's all, like, all of those things are going to be, like, things that, like, I don't know. I don't I don't know if there are any, like, products, like, widely used products that will be, like. Those idiots. Why did they those use those? Those killed people. Why were you using them? Yeah. I don't, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Because <laughs> they're actively killing us. I mean, there's so many, like, there's so many things floating around, like, this causes cancer. And, like, they'll do studies on it. And they think, like, no, not really. But, like, are we sure we're studying it right? Maybe it is causing cancer. Oh, you cancer. know what? Maybe cigarettes. I think the people of the future will look back on cigarettes and be like, the fuck? Who thought of that, right? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. With weed being legalized, I wonder how much, actually, I wonder if weed will be it. Because, like, there's uh, there's actually a couple studies I saw on the news recently about how, like, smoking enough weed, like, it's, I forget what it was. It was, like, it lowers your ability to react emotionally to a situation. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. It could be a good thing. But I don't know either. I mean, there's like studies about that. It's not killing people. It's not killing people. So I don't know. Another one I thought of was tanning beds. That was clearly not good for oh, us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are tanning? There still are tanning There's still beds. a thing. Yeah. I, oh. I mean, I go to Planet Fitness and they still have tanning rooms. Yeah. Well, I wonder. I wonder what will be in the textbook of the 2000s. Ew. <laughs> the 2020s. <laughs> Ew, oh my gross. God. One day this will be referred to as the 20s. Isn't that gross? Well, we've talked about... Um, diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> we've, talked, <laughs> we've talked about poop. We've talked about, about... Your eyeballs falling sewer. out. Sewers. What was the band name I said? Oh, sewer wick- Yikes? Se- sewer Yikes. Thank you. Thank I, really, you I was about to say Wicked Sewer. Wicked Sewage I think would be better. Oh, wait. Sewage Yikes is better. Sewage Yikes. Well... I feel like the Naked Flames would also be a good band name. Hit me up if you want some Girl Scout cookies. I'm not <laughs> selling them and I don't know where to get them, but I'd like to know that you want them. So. <laughs> Just let us know. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Um, you can find all of our source material on our website, wonderbingepod.wixsite.com slash or you can check it out on our link tree. Um, you can also see all of our social media posts at wonderbingepod on any social media platform. If you have a second, please, 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 please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher. And again, tell your friends, spread the word. But yeah, I'm Jen. I don't think we introduced ourselves. We didn't do Welcome to Wonder Binge or anything this time. Hi, I'm Maria. Hi, I'm Jen. Thanks for listening. This has been a Wonder Binge episode. And you're listening to Wonder Binge Podcast. This has been a Wonder Binge Podcast. Love Love you, bye. bye.